Hello, my name is Casey Rogers, and I'm your host for the Emerging Writers Podcast Series. This podcast is an exploration for what it takes for a writer to become a published author and how to sustain a professional writing career. Like many of you, writing is my passion, and I'm confident that I know how to write a compelling story. But what holds me back is the same thing that holds many other writers back. How do we navigate a system that is about finding a bestseller rather than finding the best work? There are obstacles to our success, and many of those obstacles have nothing to do with the quality of our writing. In the first six episodes of this podcast, we're looking at those obstacles to discover ways of how to get around the so-called gatekeepers within the publishing industry. In this episode, I'm interviewing Jim Infantino. He's the owner of a web design company called Slab Media. Like many writers, Jim has had his hand in other creative pots, starting as a graphic designer in an effort to support his music habit. He's been a songwriter since he was 12 and has toured with his band, Jim's Big Ego, around the United States and the UK. There's so many things that I find interesting about Jim's introduction to writing a full-length novel turned series. His passion for the characters and their stories couldn't be contained, and he just had to put it in writing. I think many of us can relate to that. Our characters drive our narratives and are so real to us that we advocate for them. We want to bring them to life. Here's Jim's writing and publishing journey. Let me welcome you to the Emerging Writer Series podcast. I have the pleasure of speaking with Jim Infantino, and he is the writer, the series, The Wakeful Wanderer's Guide, books one and two. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And you're in Chicago right now. I am. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, coming to you from the town of Naperville, Illinois. Okay. Yeah. And how far from Chicago is that? I don't know. It's a, maybe a half hour drive or less, I think. You know, yeah. it's a, one of the surrounding suburbs. So tell me, you do a lot of things. You're a singer and songwriter. Yes. And you also, besides doing your writing, you also own a um, website company. Right. I, yeah. So I have two little girls. So I, I cook. They have been very fond of the pizza that I've been perfecting over the past seven years. And um, now I'm moving out into Indian food. And, you know, I cook what they want, basically. Mm -hmm. I'm their chef. So I really enjoy that. Let's see. Yeah. So my web design company is called Slab Media and we specialize in custom design. I started as a graphic designer trying to support my music habit. I've been a songwriter since I was 12 and I've been toured around the United States and in the UK with my band, Jim's Big Ego. I used to drink a ton of coffee. Some of my songs were about coffee. And I've recently switched to tea, but I uh, teach I teach meditation every couple of weeks. There's an online meditation group that my teacher, uh, my meditation teacher, taught got me involved in. That's something else. And and I'm writing and I'm writing novels and a book of short stories. I think I think that's enough. I don't think um, I don't think I need to get into anything new. I think that would it would probably be better if I just stopped. I I and, wanted to find out what brought you to writing. What compelled you? in your very, very busy life to mm -hmm. sit down and write these books? 
Yeah, so I have been a songwriter for, well, I don't know, 40, 40 years. And, and I everything, every bit of inspiration that has come to me has been transformed into some sort of song. Mm-hmm. And this is the my creative process in mm-hmm. general. Um, not a painter, songwriter. So one day, coming back from a gig in New York City, I happened to be on a double-decker bus. Mm-hmm. And my keyboard player was with me. Uh, we had stayed in New York City. Let the, the other two members went back in the van, and we stayed, and we caught this double-decker bus back to Boston from New York. The gig was in the living room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm on this bus, and this is actually important, this detail, Uh, Because when you're on the top of the the top deck of the the double-decker bus, you can look down into the cars. Mm -hmm. And I was looking down into the cars, and every other person on the highway was was texting and driving. And this was in 2011, I think, 2012, 2011. Mm -hmm. And and I thought, oh, I mean, first of all, it's dangerous. That's one obvious thought. But but then the thought came to me that it's so important for these people to send and receive a little tiny bit of information that they're willing to risk their lives and the lives of everyone else on the road to do it. And then I thought, so this is a durable habit. This is not going to go away. Um, This isn't even like television. This is like an addiction that's strong in us, that tiny bit of communication, that instantaneous. And I said, so what will this look like then? How will this evolve over the next 50, 70, 80 years? And then all of a sudden, boom, inspiration, which ordinarily would be a song, but the inspiration was too big. It was like, it was a whole world. It was focused on where I currently was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, were, we were, you know, near Tarrytown, uh, New York and Westchester. And, 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 and I just pictured this, you know, society of people with their, their texting machines in their heads, you know, implanted in their heads. And then what, what would come of that? What, what would entertainment look like? What would writing look like? What would communication and business look like? What would the economy look like? Mm-hmm. And all of those things transformed. And I realized I had something I could never write in a song mm-hmm. or in an album of songs. I had a novel and then the character came and all of this before we really even got out of Connecticut. So I scribbled down some things on my phone and I read it to Josh. Josh was like, what's wrong with you? Something happened. And then, and then I just told everybody about my idea for the next five years. And I bored everyone to death at every party I went to. I was the guy that everyone avoided. <laughs> oh no, Jim's coming. Just he's going to tell you about his idea. Don't don't get near him. And um, and I re- that then I stepped off the curb one day, and a car came by, and I realized, oh, I could die, and this whole novel idea would die in my head. Next day, the next morning, I sat down and started writing, and that and then I took about a year to write the first novel and then another year to clean it up. And mm-hmm. I, I then, then I, you know, this process, then I tried to find an agent yeah. really precisely how it started. Now for me though, the writing process was, I think maybe not as difficult as others because I had spent my whole life writing short stories yeah. Yeah. that rhymed, you know, and, and had, and were set to music, mm-hmm. but all of my songs are short stories. I'm not trying to, you know, they're all, they're all unusual. They're not all love songs. They're very much situational and they have characters. So this was just like that. Each chapter was like a song. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, once I started, I realized, no, I can do that. How did you come to Indies United? 
I guess this is in 2017, I was in the process of doing edits and looking for, I guess I had done my edits and now then I was looking for an agent. I heard you look for an agent and they find you a publisher. And I went through every agent who had any interest in speculative fiction or, or near future science fiction and all passes. Mm-hmm. All, all, I think I might've sent 10 pages to one or two of them, but it was, it was all a pass. And I realized, no, so this is another five-year process. Yeah. And I decided, no, no, I want to let go of this thing in a final form or a final-ish form. And then I want to start writing the next book because by the end of book one, I realized, no, the world is still compelling and uh, the characters are still compelling. And the story is longer than a single novel, which was 300 some up, just under 300 pages. So I decided that I would self-publish in the standard way. I went to Smashwords and I put it up on Amazon, KDP or whatever it became, or it became KDP. And I sort of learned about that. I went through some problems with the program I was using to write, which I'm sure a lot of writers go through. I was using Scrivener and then trying to export to book layout format and, and or, or at least the beginning of book layout format and also to EPUB and and Moby. I ditched it and then I, I found Ulysses, which is fantastic for all of that. Not for book layout, but just for, you know, digital publishing. And I, since being a graphic designer, I taught myself book design, laid out the, the paperback, designed the cover, and then it was, and then it was out. But then it was another, that was 2018. And then it wasn't until, well, this year that I joined the Mary Band of Indies at Indies United and then changed the, changed the themes of the upcoming covers to a bit of a brighter look and put it out under the Indies United imprint with the ISBN. Then only I, book two was just about done. So then another three months went by and book two was published under Indies, Indies United as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on uh, book three in the series. Cool. Yeah. So did you have a friend or somebody that told you about Indies United or did you find them on your own? I found them on my own. I found them on Twitter, I believe. Oh, really? Yep. I think it was, I think it was one of Lisa's tweets. Oh, cool. And, and I looked them up and I, th- I don't know what it was. I just thought I want to be part of a, part of a group of independents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the individualists of the world unite kind of issue. That's, um, that's exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah. And like I said before, you know, there's nothing wrong with traditional publishing. I think that some of that has to do with like, I, I have friends that are like, well, I don't want to like self publish because I feel like that's not legitimate or you're saying to the world, I, I can't make it in traditional publishing. And I think that's a lot of BS because again, some of the best films out there are all independently produced. And as long as you're putting out a quality product, mm-hmm. The writing is stellar and the the editing is done well and the book cover and design and everything. No, it's so true. I I think one of the motivators, once I was a little disillusioned with the agent search, Mm -hmm. was I was, I think I read an article by, it was either Hugh Howey, I think it was Hugh Howey or Andy Weir. Mm-hmm. about about you know the the details the the changes in the indie publishing world the advances the that this you know the stigma is going away the bookstores need everything nine months out and yeah. uh, you don't get into the right schedule then you just don't get the space mm-hmm. but if your book is timely it's really tricky because yeah. you miss your window 
And once it's up there, it's up on the shelves for six weeks if you're new and you don't sell, it comes off the shelf and and you're done and you can't do anything with it. That's right. So it is very constraining. And I think that for a writer, I mean, there's... The genre that I'm writing in, what is it? It's 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 like slow sci-fi. It's like, you know, there are no blasters, there are no spaceships. It's it's cultural, economic, speculative fiction. So you know, it is, it does fit into the Handmaid's Tale uh, area, Woman on the Edge of Time, somewhere between the Handmaid's Tale and the Wizard of Oz. You know, so it, it's it's this. It's this sub, sub, sub genre. And if you went traditional, if you're like me, yes, it'd be very hard to hit. It'd be very hard to hit it right because finding those people who want something that makes them go, ah, instead of something that makes them go, ah, is really hard. What would you do differently? You know, anything that I would have done, I still need to do now. You know, my books have a long have a long life. So I have been so focused on actually making the books. <laughs> I haven't actually been focused on getting readers. Now, the first book, you know, I think I've finally made it to, you know, 35 reviews on Amazon. I didn't know that was a goal, you know. So so I that's the second book, of course, now is like I'm starting again. I think what I would try to do and what I will try and do is really, like you said, figure out what my avatar is. Who is who's the reader? What do they, what podcasts do they listen to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where do they hang out online? You know, are they, are they Twitter people or are they on Discord or on the, mm-hmm. are they on TikTok? I mean, what age are they? What, mm-hmm. what sort of things are they interested in? What sort of things are they reading? What movies do they like? And, and then have build up a target and then see if there's a way to reach out to those people. Mm-hmm. Um, because they aren't like me. They are something else, <laughs> right? It's 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 really it's difficult to it's it's difficult to to say. I think the author imagines that there are people like like them. Mm-hmm. But the reader isn't necessarily like you. It, yeah. The reader is is their own type of person. Mm-hmm. Well, who is that? Mm-hmm. That's probably the most important thing. And it's the same kind of advice I would give to anybody who was coming to my company to make a website. I'd say, who's coming? You know, yeah. who, who do you need to see here? I think that's brilliant and work, but it's really hard to find your audience when you also want to continue writing. That's right. I mean, you know, there's the character Jim, the author, and then there are the characters in my books. And I do yeah. want to spend more time with the characters in my books because they're, you know, they're very interesting. And I, 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 I know who I am. So, you know, I, I know what I want. It's, it's, it is tricky to look at yourself from the outside and objectify yourself in a sense as a product in that way. But in some ways, that's the job of marketing. And, and if you're indies, we have to be in at the wheel of, you know, yeah. of the marketing campaign. So, and when you finish a book, it is, I mean, it is a monumental event. It is, it's very important to you. And you have to simultaneously realize that it's the most mundane possible thing to the rest of the world. What else can you tell me before we wrap up about what you're doing you're you're starting on a third book and it just it continues the previous story correct the first book stands by itself it is a complete thing the second book picks up a little bit before the ending of the first book follows some other characters we didn't follow at that point and then deepens the overall drama maybe expands the implications of what happened in the first book broader mm-hmm. and then like i told my my readers you know it starts in the middle and it ends in the middle so you know, there's only so many things I could do. It does not come to a conclusion by the end of that book. There is a third book 
And the third book then takes that expansion mm-hmm. and brings the threads together into what I'm hoping by the end of the third book is the kind of final conflict and resolution for the main characters mm-hmm. and possibly for the broader communities. There's a cultural divide in the in these books mm-hmm. between kind of a hardcore traditional culture, a society that that is based uh, very much on hierarchy and you know religion uh, money leadership and the other culture which is based on speed of information generosity sharing and reputation mm-hmm. and there's bad th- bad things about both you know mm-hmm. but they are are then faced with a third culture and then that causes a huge issue so but you know it's and it doesn't come down to who has more guns that's the yeah. thing it really <laughs> comes down to who has the better idea at, or is there a combination of ideas or are they just incompatible and will they end up, you know, with their little skirmishes fighting it out until the end of time? And, and that's, you know, that's what I'm faced with in, in, in book three. But I'm also simultaneously writing a book of short stories called Interconnected Stories that is related, but a completely different set of characters mm-hmm. in, the same, in the same world at the same time. This, it's been a good conversation. Thank you. One of the reasons I found Jim so interesting to talk to is that he reminded me that not every writer works in a genre that is easily identifiable, and that makes it even harder to get a work published. But it doesn't make the work any less valid. Niches can and do reach an audience of readers that are interested in unique storylines with compelling ideas and characters, like Jim's books, The Wakeful Wanderer's Guide series, We also use different tools. For example, I use a program called Scribner to outline my work and to keep all the details straight, where Jim uses a program called Ulysses, which is an app for writers that I'd never even heard of. Sharing this kind of information is so helpful for others. How many emerging writers have never heard of Smashwords or Draft2Digital, or completely mystified by Amazon KDP or Ingram Spark? Sharing our knowledge with others helps writers to be able to focus on what we love to do best, write. Thanks so much for listening to the Emerging Writers Podcast. There are so many wonderful writers out there with works to explore. Our goal is twofold. We aim to inform and inspire new writers on how to achieve their goals, as well as highlighting works by new, undiscovered, or noteworthy authors we admire. Feel free to send us your recommendations, and we'll do our best to take a look. And don't forget to check out the line of writer-themed merchandise that supports the show at twobeanscafe.com, as well as checking out the links for the guests on this show. Onward and upward!